everybody, Dion White here. I hope you're having an amazing day. Listen, I just want to come to you today with some thoughts on this time of the year. Uh, I like to call it the holiday ball. It's something that happens where it begins to roll and build. And it before you know it, you're on this holiday ball and it's building and you're like overwhelmed and not enjoying the season and not enjoying your time really creating because we're so focused sometimes on productivity and volume and we forget about value. And so I try to make it an intentional practice to not focus on uh, volume, but instead on value. And so today I just want to just bring to you some thoughts on that um, about a blog I've written and I wanted to put it where you could hear my heart from my lips to your ears. So I just want to share a few things with you today about vol uh, value versus volume. So basically this whole idea of value uh, over volume it's a balance. It really is because we do have to have inventory in order to create profit, but we also want to make sure that our inventory and our creating process is of value, not just to ourselves, but to those who are wanting to collect it. So I felt that I wasn't the only one thinking this, especially as I see craft show after craft show after art show after holiday market and artisan fair, Oh, there's just so much pressure at this time of the year and how when we focus um, on revenue instead of value and originality, we can begin to fall into the trap of mass production. Then that turns into people pleasing or performance, which usually stems from a deeper root. It's a subtle road, but it can really creep up on us. And I have to be very careful of this because it's easy to just begin to batch your art or batch your product and forget about value and connecting truly with people through your work. So this time of the year or even three months or four months or six months back, the push is on because we know the holidays are coming. So the holidays are approaching and this can bring urgency, anxiety, loss of focus, or plain old exhaustion, which honestly, I've been dealing with that a little bit. So I had to stop and say, okay, where did I misstep? Or did I take on too much? Did I bite off more than I could chew? So every artist feels that pressure or that push at this time of year to produce and to produce in a more of a mass quantity. So everywhere you turn, there's a craft or art show. The race is on to produce and buy Christmas gifts. And if you've procrastinated, then you are definitely feeling that pressure um, for sure. So pressure without growth, though, is purposeless. Let me say that again. Pressure without growth is purposeless. And oftentimes we can be under pressure, but it never produces good fruit, just frustration. And if this is you, nod your head right here and say, that's me. Yes. And amen. So I've been there and I've done that, but not anymore. It can feel like a merry-go-round or that hamster wheel and you just never can get off of it. You're like, where's the exit? I need to get off of this thing. <laughs> You're always going around and around, but never getting anywhere. The ride is fun for a while. You have good intentions, but the same old scenery, the motion and the music gets very tiring. And what do we have to show for it in the end? Sometimes not very much. You know, people pleasing um, usually be, brings revenue as our focus. So I used to be a crafter or a hobby artist, 
and I was a face painter and I did school and home and personal birthday parties and church events and all that was well and good and fun and I put smiles on people's faces and I, I crafted all kinds of jewelry and painted signs and but I wasn't really finding a lot of fulfillment from that and so that is why over time my focus shifted to the greater fine arts. But I was selling at craft shows or church bazaars and I was producing things that I thought people would like, that people would buy. Matter of fact, I tried to create pretty much everything under the sun in one way or another to appeal to everybody, trying to make money all the while being pretty much miserable in my craft. I had the skill but not the passion for what I was doing and so it was enjoyable but it really wasn't me anymore. So there's nothing wrong with selling your crafts or items at these shows, but I want to challenge you to think of it in a little bit different way. Let's look at vendors and booths. Recently, I attended a large craft fair that is popular down here in the South. The vendors ran the gamut. There was all different types of um, products there, from painters to potters, to jewelers, to woodworkers, leather goods, beautiful apparel, oh my goodness, sculptures, there was pretty much anything and, and the price range was fluctuated as well. So as I strolled the aisles, it was interesting to see like just what booths caught my eye. I didn't have an agenda, nor was I shopping for anything in particular, but some booths drew me in because of atmosphere and the composition of the materials display, as well as the professionalism. But some things I would have never thought to have caught my eye actually did basically because of the atmosphere or the way it was staged. I stopped and talked to different artisans, asked them some questions about how they came to create and what their story was, and I complimented their work. And I even bought a few things from people that I really, really liked what they had. But after leaving that day, I looked back and I thought about the vendors in the booths that made an impression on me. Some so much that it drew me in to their booth. And some I even purchased, right? Like I said, product from. But interesting for what you will pay at a craft or art show as opposed to what you think of paying for something in a box store, it's truly a mindset. It's an appreciation of the art or an appreciation of, of the product and appreciation of the time of the artist that it takes to create it. But if you don't see yourself and your art valuable, then more than likely others won't either. So what was it that drew me into their booths or their art? If, I, if it wasn't a bold statement piece or color, then it was atmosphere or professionalism of staging. But yes, particularly atmosphere. Was it appealing to the eye? Did it have an inviting and organized feel for browsing or admiring? Or was it overwhelming with all different kind of products or too many products like a flea market? Was it professionally displayed? Were the people friendly? Did they have an inviting presence about them? Or did they have a spirit that drew you in or were they sale vultures, you know? So I assessed all of these and thought to myself, that could have really been exhausting if I wasn't filtering where and who I interacted with. I was drawn to the minimalist booth, the booth that was well staged, the ones that had colorful items displayed almost like museum style or gallery style, the ones that looked professional, the items and the people both looked professional. They were product of quality and value. And to the one that the vendor was not acting like a salesman, particularly, art is to be experienced. Art and any type of product of art is about connection, no matter what the craft. 
I needed to observe and experience the art before I knew if I had a connection or not. And if I was looking for a piece of jewelry and I was given the option to choose between 10 beautiful pieces or 100 pieces, I would choose the booth with 10. How valuable those 10 pieces must be in the time it must have taken to create and produce them. It's priceless to the one who created it. I know because I feel like that often about my artwork. Pricing our art is necessary, but usually our least favorite thing to do. <laughs> but now I know that my value and the value of the gifts I possess, it is enjoyable to put a price on my work. Because I know that there is somebody that it is out there for, and they will see the investment and they will have the connection and be willing to pay for that work. So let's talk about mindsets and value here. So it's time to change our mindset, truly. Choose to focus on God's value. Yes, I'm speaking from a Christian or spiritual or godly perspective here, but honestly, let's think about this. Choose to focus on God's value over volume when creating and producing your art. In America, value has a completely different definition. The mammon spirit is rampant in our country. When companies advertise a good value, it's odd that there is a low price attached. Usually, good value in America means mass-produced, cheaper stuff, which has made it hard for us artists to be recognized and our art to be seen with value and thrive in all of our giftings. This is frustrating for sure. They aren't seeing us and our gift of art as valuable. It's unfortunate that a price tag defines a value of a piece, but in the society we live in, it does. You hear somebody say, I got this for a really good deal or a good value, or we're going to go there because it's cheaper or there's a sale on. So we have to think about where that mindset comes from, about why are we looking for that? I know for me, I want things of value, things of quality, things that will stand the test of time, things that will penetrate my heart and connect to my soul. And I know that there is a price that has to be paid for that, to be like that. So there's something called the pearl of great prize. Think of something that has been given the label of rare. It will have a high price on it. Maybe not even be able to price it at all, but we put the value on people, their gifts, and the fruit that they produce, like their artwork. It's true that we are made worthy through Christ and have incredible value to him, but the value the world defines is different than the value that our Heavenly Father places on us in our gift. We have to start seeing the value in each other and ourselves as well as our artwork and what everybody else also has to offer. I'm reminded of the parable of the pearl of great prize. The pearl must undergo an intense process of being under pressure in order to become something beautiful. This is not a quick process. Methodical, purposeful, strategic, yes, but not quick. The environment and elements must be right. There are boundaries and a lot of filtering that goes on to create this beautiful pearl. Unique, a story of its own, holding incredible value. We know that this was metaphorical, but the person who saw the value in it is the one who is willing to pay the highest price for it. So value takes time. So back to value over volume. Over the last six months, you know, God has been speaking to me as I create layer upon layer, 
walking through this process of producing a piece or even a series of great value, he told me that nothing of great value is produced quickly. Nothing of great value is produced quickly. That's unfortunate in our age of instant gratification. Beauty takes time. Refining takes time. Healing takes time. And under the pressures of his hand, not man's, do we become and produce a rare, beautiful pearl of great prize. This can translate definitely into our artwork and our product that we create and pour ourselves into. But we have to understand the process and the purpose in the process. We have to yield and submit to the process. If I just create to create, then I've missed the whole point of why he gave me my gift to begin with. I believe he first gives us our gifts for ourselves, to connect with him, and then to bless others. So I've had to pull myself out of the flow of the world to put myself into the flow of him and his Holy Spirit. I've retreated to reassess the situation and refocus time and time again. We cannot lose sight of what it is that he has called us to do with our personal messages, with our personal assignments in this world. What is the message that you have to release for the better of humanity, for the alignment and advancing of the things of God's heart? We cannot make revenue our focus, although it is needed, unfortunately, to live on this earth. But in the right order, our valuable art and the message of our heart will then produce revenue. So it is the fruit of our valuable and precious relationship with him and the pieces we produce with him. When done in the right spirit and in the right time, our pieces will produce the reward, which is usually monetarily in money. So think about this this season as the holiday ball is rolling. Do you need to realign with him? Is that ball taking you off track? Is it getting so big and overwhelming you and your focus has got off? Well, when we allow man and the world to dictate our production, then we can be put under the wrong kind of pressure and purposeless pressure leads to loss of passion, loss of focus, and possibly even depression, y'all. I'm not saying don't work for clients or enter a show. I'm just saying check your focus, choose wisely, and enjoy your journey. If my focus is to produce volume over value and make a ton of money, then I'm not aligning with his thoughts first for me and for the intention of our artwork. He gives us the ability to create wealth, and when we align with him, with, his, with him, the fruit and funds come. So we have to align to design with him. So let's choose to think differently. Release yourself from the pressure and the demands of the world and begin to take a new approach at what you do. I don't know about you, but every season is gift-giving season. I try to live in a spirit of generosity because I truly believe it's rewarding. And yes, everyone loves to get a great deal on something of quality, but that can't be the aim for our own art. If we begin to think differently about our art and our personal journey in this, then begin to treat it with great value. Eventually, you will begin to change the mindsets of the people around you, your sphere of influence. Even just talking about it differently, it will begin to change people's perspectives. At least, I hope it will. So what does this mean for me and my art? Well, this is a spiritual journey as much as it is a creative journey. They converge. It's, you know, like a river. Everything 
you know, as it flows, it's grabbing things along its way and it's revealing and things coming to the surface. And there's, boy, oh boy, that's a whole nother topic we could talk about stirring stagnant waters. So I look at my art journey like a river. It's flowing, it's going, it has direction. Sometimes there's obstacles and roadblocks and sometimes it's picking up things along the way. And, you know, so it, it needs to be fun and purposeful and having direction. But they're all the same for me. So God is refining my heart, reshaping my thinking with every piece I create with him, giving me greater insight to his heart, to myself, and how I can better myself and bring a greater message or even a transformational message with my work. He's teaching me about time and what it means to rest and engage and embrace the process with him. He's teaching me about him. He's teaching me how to be patient in the process. So much so that he's tempted me to paint uh, with oils at times, (laughs) y'all. That's a laugh, right? I mean, I'm a watercolor and acrylic painter. I don't do oils. It's just something that I can't move quickly through. But sometimes we have to challenge ourselves to slow down. I'm not sure I can really go that route yet. But I'm always willing to try, experiment, and learn. But they do take a long time to dry. So I have a hard time getting sometimes the effects that I want with the oils. But that's besides the point. I'm so used to having my hands in the creating process and moving on quickly. But he's allowing me to continue in the medium that I choose and exploring and experimenting new things. As long as I methodically take time to understand the process and learn from it. As long as I let the peace sit sometimes and settle before moving on and letting it speak to me not rushing the process. And most importantly, as long as I stop, rest, and see that what I'm creating with him is good. So I encourage you, choose value over volume this season. Value translate into time spent in the process, understanding the purpose and importance you place on something. We have to begin to see things of value like he does. Hey, thanks for listening today. I really hope that this message blessed you and challenged you both uh, in heart and creating in your art. I will see you next time on Creative Conversations with Dion White. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, listen, guys, you can subscribe and follow me on several different platforms. I'm on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Breaker, Radio Public, Stitcher. You find it, I'm on there. But Anchor FM has made it now possible for you to partner and support this podcast. If you believe in what I'm doing here for the creatives and the art world, so to speak, uh, you can think about joining me. I would love for you to be able to support me with as little as 99 cents a month up to $9.99 a month. Now, a portion of the proceeds will go to a charitable cause that I choose each month. If this is something that you'd like to be a part of and continue to help me bring greater creative content and even support me technically on this end, then I ask that you would consider supporting me through this podcast. Just go to the browser, find my podcast, and click support this podcast. It is much appreciated. Thank you so much again for listening. We'll see you next time. Stay creative. Thank you.